Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at lasvegasrotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker. Our speaker today is the residential housing coordinator for the Los Angeles Raiders. No, we expect most of them to move to Henderson. But uh, I'm excited to introduce Deborah. I've known Deborah a long time, and I accidentally messed up on, on the background, how we met. She was not the inaugural executive director, though she became the executive director for the LEAD Institute for Real Estate Studies. But she was on the inaugural board uh, with me back then. But she is, uh, started out as a park ranger at Red Rock. And she's always demonstrated courage and willingness to do hard things. She was willing to give Bill Raggio, former state senator, a ticket for illegally parking on park ranger on uh, park service land. So I'm telling you stuff. You can read her bio here. She's amazing in a lot of different respects. She never expected to be in political office, but she's always had a desire to serve and to help, which I've witnessed over two decades. Please help me welcome Mayor Deborah March. Thank you very much. What a pleasure it is to be here with you today. And um, thank you to Sidra for inviting me. And Mike, thank you for that introduction. We, we go back a long way. And uh, it's, it's really interesting to see the directions that folks take in their lives. And I appreciate all the great things that you're doing in our community as well. So thank you very much. I also want to acknowledge um, Lowry's. What a wonderful lunch this was. This was amazing. And then, yes. And then uh, I'd like to acknowledge some of our staff who are here, Tim Buchanan from my office, and Rob Herr, who's our Director of Public Works and Parks and Recreation. And, you know, to have him out, he's just an amazing guy. We, we actually, in the last uh, maybe 15 years, have received the gold medal for our Parks and Recreation program in Henderson twice. And only one community in the nation receives that award. And, and Rob, thank you for the leadership of your department and the great things that get done. We appreciate it. And um, just by way of background, too, I can share that I have actually been a Green Valley Rotary member in the past. And, um, and actually, I attended this club. The first time I attended this club, I was actually a guest of Tom Thomas. And we were at, I think it was Harris, right? Would, would that have been the right place? So that was a long time ago. So I'm, I'm appreciative for being here. So um, I am the 13th mayor and second woman mayor of the city of Henderson. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I can tell you that it was never my intention to, to pursue political office. I, I always view myself and, and continue to as a public servant, that I have a job to do, but, but I'm here to serve the community and to be of service in our community and to make things better and leave it better than we found it. And so just by way of background, I was the director of the LEAD Institute for Real Estate Studies at UNLV for 16 years and then during that time, I was actually asked by the then city councilman in the ward that I lived in if I would serve on the planning commission. So I 
uh, committed to serving on the Planning Commission, and for six years I served as a volunteer in our community on the Planning Commission. And then when the seat came open uh, for City Council, I thought, well, you know what, I can do that, and I'd like to make a difference, and I'd like to build on what I'd already done. So I submitted my name, and I competed against 16 other men, and, and I was selected as the city councilwoman. I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to serve. I have been not, was on the uh, city council for seven and a half years, and last year, a year ago, I was elected mayor of the great city of, of Henderson, the second largest city in the state of Nevada. And I, and I can tell you, um, obviously, Henderson doesn't have the long history that your Rotary Club does. You're almost 100 years old. We actually were established as a city in 1953, and we actually had our roots in the uh, World War II with the, as, uh, the magnesium was the miracle metal, and so basic magnesium was built and, and established in Henderson in the 40s to support the war effort, and ultimately then Henderson, at the end of the war, became a, a city because the governor of the state at that time deemed that it was appropriate to sell this land to the community and allow them to be a city. So we're grateful that they did that. Today, we serve as the second largest city in the state of Nevada with a population of 310,000 residents, and we're about 114 square miles as a city. So on the west side, we actually go all the way to the M Resort and Las Vegas Boulevard, and to the east, we're out to Lake Las Vegas, and, and uh, we basically follow the river mountains uh, to the east. So we have a, a quite a large area by landmass, but uh, we're expecting future growth in our community. We expect our population to grow. Um, we see uh, 500 to 800 new residents a month moving to Henderson, and we expect us to, our community to have over 100,000 new residents in the next 20 years. So that's pretty significant growth. And I can tell you the, the way that I believe we have to approach that is through good sound planning, and, and I'm a big champion of, of land use planning and, and sound planning for the future. I actually chaired the regional planning effort for Southern Nevada, the Southern Nevada Strong Initiative, and then we rolled that initiative into Henderson and established a plan called Henderson Strong, built on similar principles, but making sure that we're using uh, public input and good sound decisions on, on how we develop and grow as a community going forward. So uh, we've received a number of awards as a community. We're actually, uh, by AARP, we're designated the only community in, in Nevada as an age-friendly community. We're actually one of the safest cities in America um, and regularly have been recognized as one of the safest cities. We have, been, we have the only triple accredited fire department in America. So, so uh, we know that we have such a fast fire response time that uh, it allows us to be able to get to uh, either a fire or to a, an emergency where an EMT is required. And we actually have, a, we're number two in the nation for cardiac survivability, which is pretty significant. So quality of life is very important to us. We've also uh, been recognized for our sound financial management practices with the Cashman Good Governance Award from the Nevada Taxpayers Association and have consistently in the last 20 years had the lowest tax rate in the state. So we're pretty proud of that. We have 71 cents per $100 of assessed value on our property taxes. We are a AA plus bond, we have a AA plus bond rating through Standard & Poor's and our, again, as I said before, our Public Works and Parks and Recreation Program has uh, received the gold medal for our parks twice. So we know that in the coming decades as we move forward, we're going to have some challenges and opportunities that we face as a community, but it's important for us to, 
continue to work thoughtfully together through good planning to, to solve the challenges ahead. We know we're going to have a growing population. All of Southern Nevada will have a growing population. We want to be thoughtful about how we grow, ensuring that we have a balanced growth. So not only are we adding houses, but we're also adding some commercial development that allows folks to live, work, and play right in our community. We, through our community survey work, through the Henderson Strong Initiative, did uh, outreach into the community, and we heard what the number one priority for our residents was, the quality of the education for our children. And so that has been an important priority for us. And then also making sure that we have a jobs housing uh, balance in the future. We, we know, and I'm vice chair of the Regional Transportation Commission, and we know today that 75,000 people leave Henderson every day to go work somewhere else in the valley, and every day 45,000 folks come into Henderson to work or to do business. And so it's really important for us to look at where in Henderson and how in Henderson we can create job opportunities and investment in our community so that folks don't have to leave our community, that they can actually live, work, play, and recreate right in Henderson. So that's an important priority for us. And of course, opportunities ahead of us include a diversified population, uh, marketing opportunities for employment. We, we have plenty of land. In fact, in the West Henderson area, there's approximately 12,000 acres yet to be developed in our community. So we know that there's an opportunity through thoughtful planning, and we do have a West Henderson plan, but through thoughtful planning that we can build a community that makes sense as we grow to the West. And of course, uh, school siting and connectivity. We've uh, for years done something in Henderson that uh, I think some of the other communities are now beginning to look at, and that is um, making sure that we site schools, whether they're uh, public schools or charter schools, or, or private schools to make sure that we set land aside in specific areas so that schools can be sited in these new growth areas as well. And to locate these uh, uh, jobs housing uh, balance so that we, we actually have jobs close to where housing is being developed. So there's some exciting opportunities going forward for Henderson. As we did our community outreach work through the Henderson Strong Plan, we heard from the residents that there were a number of priority areas that they identified for our community, one being the downtown Henderson area. And how many of you have been to downtown Henderson on Water Street? If, if you haven't been there, you really do need to take a trip down there. There's a lot of exciting things happening. Boulder Highway is also a priority area. The Lake Mead Parkway uh, area and also West Henderson is our next growth area. So downtown Henderson is actually our historic and oldest part of our community. And we have a, a redevelopment area that has uh, over 15 years, I think, left in the life of that redevelopment area. So we're looking at how we can expand opportunities there. One of the things that we've done is we recognize that along Water Street and in the downtown, that a lot of that infrastructure is older and, and dated, that we need to make an investment in, in new infrastructure so that new businesses can connect up. So whether that's new water lines that are going to be going in or, or making sure that uh, maybe we have some smart city connections in our roadways to plan for the future. So we're looking at a complete streets uh, uh, project down there where we're making the roads um, accessible to not only cars or buses, but they're also accessible for bicyclists and for walkers as well. So we're, we're really trying to create that sense of avenue and connectivity with a, uh, an entry feature on both ends of Water Street to, to create a, a wonderful opportunity there. And we have some businesses that have made an investment there. We uh, Public Works Coffee Shop is down on uh, Water Street. Uh, Love Lady Brewery is down on Water Street. And uh, under construction right now is uh, 
the Juan's Flaming Fajita. So we're having a new restaurant that'll be going in on Water Street as well. So there's a lot of great things happening in terms of uh, farmer's market on Thursdays. Uh, we have the last Friday event, the last Friday of the month, and encourage you to come down. It's a lot of fun. There's uh, vendors and, and music and lots of activity. Another area that's important to us is the Lake Mead Parkway corridor. And we see this as an entryway to the city of Henderson's downtown, that we need to come along Water or Lake Mead to, to reach Water Street. So we're making investments in terms of how the road is aligned, the complete streets investments in the future, and other opportunities along that corridor as well. That, that stretch runs from the Fiesta Casino all the way out to Lake Las Vegas um, on the east side of the city of Henderson. So that's basically the east entry to the city as well. Another important priority area and has been for some time is the Boulder Highway corridor that uh, once you pass uh, Russell Road and enter into, you enter into Henderson and that's over near the Silver Bowl, uh, we found that we need to look at ways of updating that corridor. Uh, there's been a lot of study work that's been done with the Nevada Department of Transportation and one of the things that we want to look at is, is traffic calming. We know that uh, probably it's one of the worst uh, boulevards in the state of Nevada in terms of road deaths where people walking across the street at night um, unfortunately are hit by cars. And so we need to look at some traffic calming solutions. So there's some discussion now about possibly in the future running transit up the center of Boulder Highway and then having uh, less lanes on either side and then having bicycle lanes and more connectivity and making those roads narrower and safer for folks. So that's, uh, that's an important investment that we're working on with the RTC on that. And one of our most exciting areas, obviously, is the West Henderson area. And we see West Henderson as the opportunity for um, economic investment in the future. In fact, we adopted a West Henderson plan in 2014, and the four guiding principles were economic development, housing, transportation and infrastructure, and our parks, trails, and open space. So we're looking at the area that actually goes all the way to the M Resort, and then it uh, comes up to Seven Hills or the, the Henderson Executive Airport. And then to the north, it would be the St. Rose Parkway, and to the south, it would be the Sloan Canyon area. And if you haven't visited the Sloan Canyon area in West Henderson, I wonder how many of you have been to Sloan Canyon hiking. It's an amazing resource. There's probably more, it's probably more decorated than any other spot um, in southern Nevada, and that is actually, there's petroglyphs and Indian artifacts. It's just an amazing, phenomenal resource that's right in our community, and I encourage folks to visit it if they haven't. So there's a lot of things that are going to be going on in that West Henderson area. Um, obviously, most of you have heard about one of the biggest projects that we're working on, which is the Raiders Stadium. Um, you, you can see a lot of the projects here. There's a lot of investment going on. We've got Costco that will be going into the West Henderson area. It's uh, actually broken ground, is under construction, and it's expected to open later this year. We have the Henderson West project, which is a 100-acre mixed-use development with 3,000 housing units and over half a million square feet of commercial and office space planned along the St. Rose Corridor. And I think that this is the area right in here. And it's actually um, about 110 acres, and it's going to be a wonderful investment in our community. It'll be, if any of you have been to Playa Vista, California, or down to Scottsdale and seen Curlin Commons, it'll be more on that, that type of a development where it'll be mixed use and 
more vibrant and there'll be a downtown core area where there's restaurants and um, maybe some recreational amenities both indoor and outdoor as well. So we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to see the extension of Via Inspirata to Las Vegas Boulevard to create more connectivity in the West Henderson area as well. Um, we are working on a, I guess there's a contract that's going to be signed shortly for a food distribution facility in West Henderson that's about 750,000 square feet. And I got a, a call yesterday from the attorney saying that the contract is being circulated and signed as we speak. So we're expecting to make an announcement here fairly soon. And then we have the 345-acre Inspirata Town Center, which is both residential and commercial investment. And that's expected to uh, uh, have plans submitted to the city soon to, to move forward on that project. We have a new elementary school, Ellis uh, Elementary School, that will be opened uh, this fall. And then, of course, the Raiders Headquarters facility, which we are so thrilled about. And, and we talked about changing the new logo to the city of Henderson and putting the, the Raiders logo on it, but I think people aren't going to go for that. <laughs> so we're thrilled and, and uh, actually have been meeting regularly with uh, folks from the Raiders organization. Mark Bedain has been uh, very supportive of Henderson. Um, he's thrilled to be coming to our community and has publicly stated that the quality of our community is the main reason that he chose Henderson to bring the Raiders corporate headquarters. And believe me, I'd rather have the corporate headquarters in the practice field than the stadium in, in my backyard because we still get the benefit of tourism. We get the jobs in our community. It's the corporate headquarters. We're, uh, we're actually going down to... Um, Cal to Texas this next week to look at the, the Dallas Cowboys practice stadium to, to look at what they've done there to maybe look at some opportunities. And I've heard that uh, Mark, uh, Mark Davis is actually speaking about the possibility of making a greater investment. Their, their commitment was to put uh, $50 million in the first phase, and I'm hearing that he may be looking at more like $150 million, that he's so excited about the investment in Henderson and being a part of our community. So we're thrilled to be hearing that. But their investment is, is beyond just the, the physical building. They're going to be bringing 250 non-football player jobs and uh, making a financial investment in our community as well as bringing football players and, and other folks. And their facility is actually, their corporate headquarters is actually located adjacent to the Henderson Executive Airport. So there's an opportunity for them to fly in and out. And actually as they're heading out for games, they can actually leave from the Henderson facility and go to the airport and, and fly out from there. So it's actually, this is a wonderful um, commitment for them and for us as a city, so we couldn't be more thrilled. Um, so over a 30-year period, the Raiders headquarters practice facility uh, is expected to generate nearly $14 million in property tax revenue to our community that will enhance public safety, building new infrastructure, uh, improving education, which are key priorities for our community. In fact, just down the street from them, uh, we just broke ground on a Marriott residence in, so they're already investing in some things that will support the activities of the Raiders organization going forward. I know that the Raiders um, consider education one of your, or I'm sorry, the um, Rotary considers education one of your important priorities. And I can tell you that City of Henderson agrees with you and supports that as well. And uh, we did com key community survey work, and we heard that education was a priority for our residents. And so we've actually worked with the legislature, and we established a Citizens Education Advisory Board. And here we're presenting a check for $1.5 to schools in our community. And, 
you know, we, we had money from revenues from a redevelopment agency as well as uh, money from uh, marijuana money. In fact, we took 30% of all the revenue that we received from the marijuana money. We said, you know, we want to direct this money to education in our community. We want to make sure that, that we choose projects that move the needle and get better outcomes and better results for our children. We want our children to succeed. And, and uh, so we have established this Community Education Advisory Board. And on the board, we have 15 community members who are business people or educators or folks from uh, family members, folks from across the community to help us with making good decisions about how to spend these resources in our community. So the CEAB, as I said, was comprised of 15 individuals, and they were the ones that make the decisions about how the money should be spent. And we received lots of, of applications, but they uh, went through the applications and then made recommendation to the council on how these resources should be spent. So from redevelopment, we actually had $1.3 million that was spent uh, in schools adjacent to our redevelopment areas. And then 3% uh, of the revenue from the tax for recreational marijuana went to the schools, and that was about $148,000. And it's our expectation in the future that we'll see more investment as, as we see more revenues coming into the community as well. So we will be looking at things uh, like Chromebooks or laptops or technology or training for teachers, classroom libraries, enhanced curriculum programs, after-school tutoring programs. And all of these are ways that we can move the needle to get better results. And, and we know that our Henderson schools are performing at a higher level than the national average. And so while we are part of the Clark County School District, we also try to also tell the story about how good the schools are in our community so that as businesses and industries are looking to come to Southern Nevada, they understand that their kids can get a great education in the city of Henderson. So at this time, I'd love to open it up for for questions, and if anyone has a question or... Yeah, the microphone's got Mike Ballard right here. Can you talk to us how Lake Las Vegas is doing? Because it got hit really hard with they the downturn. Did. Yes. And has it come all the way back? Uh, I think it's on the way back. It's still, uh, I think that the, uh, the kind of the town center area is still working on trying to have more capacity to have folks visiting, but, but they are... Uh, uh, the developers have approached us about doing some major uh, residential development on 150 acres where they want to put in more households. That would obviously give more traffic to the retail center, which would certainly help their business. So they're in the process. They've made some major investments. Some of the things that they've done is putting in a little grocery mart, they've, uh, which has kept some of the people who might have left to go somewhere else in the, in the uh, little town center area to be able to... Uh, get their needs met right in the community. So there's a lot of things that they're doing, recreational amenities. Both of uh, the, the hotels are open right now. I think that there's some other things that can be done, but they're certainly working aggressively to make sure that they get those things done. And, and I know that the Reflection Bay is operating um, and the South Shore Golf Course is operating. I, I, and then, of course, we have a green grass program on the Falls Golf Course that was closed. So. Oh, Wait for a microphone. Sorry. Um, th this probably applies to both you as mayor and on the RTC, but I'm wondering if there's any serious consideration being put into public transport, specifically something like light rail, after just being stuck in traffic for an hour driving 15 yeah. miles. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, there's actually been the environmental studies done uh, by uh, 
the RTC and there's a track committee that's actually uh, making recommendation. I think it's at the June 21st meeting of this track committee that's been studying for more than a year uh, whether it's feasible and, and responsible to be looking at light rail in our community. And the route that they're recommending is actually a Maryland Parkway route. So it would actually start at the, um, at the airport and it would go down Maryland Parkway so you'd pass the university. So you have a major employer not only at the airport but then also at UNLV, there's lots of like 20,000, 30,000 students, I think, and then there's a um, major employment center there as well. Then you have the Boulevard Mall, you have uh, Sunrise Hospital, it will go all the way into downtown Las Vegas. Then it would turn and then come back down to uh, Charleston, and Charleston would serve the medical district and the UMC uh, facility, as well as the new medical school and the dental school that are located there. So that would be the first. Uh, project that would be considered for Southern Nevada. And that, that uh, conversation will be happening at the June meeting of the track. And then once uh, the track makes recommendation, that recommendation would come to the RTC board for, for determination. And that would still have to go to, a, to probably a vote of the people to, to approve it as well. Question. Um, congratulations on the Henderson Hospital being so successful. I'm being in the healthcare insurance is amazing reviews. Um, but they also talk about a big development in the back, right? Yes. Uh, is that still going? Yes. There's a major project called Union Village, which is around the Henderson Hospital area, and they've they've got a couple of off medical office buildings. Uh, Fresenius uh, Kidney Care is actually going to be doing one of the largest dialysis facilities in the country right there on that campus, and there's also some continuum of care facilities, so it would be uh, different stages of health care needs uh, that could be addressed in a living situation. And, uh, about a month ago, I had the opportunity to be hospitalized at, at Henderson Hospital. I had my tonsils out. <laughs> Don't do it as an adult, I can tell you. <laughs> but, but I can tell you that the care there was exceptional. They were wonderful. Thank you. I think he's coming with us. Oh, Mayor March, I just wanted to say that since you're the director of the Raiders Residential Housing, I'm going to put my house on the market. So if you're looking for a at a Raider that's looking for a nice one-story in Terracina, just send them to me. Thank okay. you very much. Well, I hope just you're not leaving, Henderson. Uh, no, don't be silly. No, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm just joking. So, but, oh, okay. Uh, that, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I've listened to your presentation at my office a, a couple months ago, and it's uh, as a Henderson resident, it's amazing to see what is happening in the area. And that West Henderson area by the Costco, there's already building. You can see it happening. And I think anybody who hasn't been out there might want to just check it out and see what's going on. So thanks Thank again you. for being here. Thank you very much. I think there's a gentleman over here. Uh, in the newspaper, what, a couple of weeks ago, they uh, reminded us of the tremendous tragedy we had in Henderson. Has that company relocated or is it uh, completely uh, yes. uh, renovated? Yes, a PEPCON facility relocated to the Cedar City area. They're no longer um, in the Henderson area. And actually, that, that's a county island there. So it's actually in the county situated in the city of Henderson. But, but they have moved out of that facility and are in Cedar City now. Thank you. Mayor, I'm interested in aviation. Any thought about uh, improving, expanding the executive terminal, uh, executive airport in Henderson to accommodate larger airplanes or... Well, or were you just where you are? It's my understanding, well, this is, of course, the Department of Aviation, which is a Clark County 
entity and doesn't fall under the city of Henderson, other than that they might come for us for some zoning approvals, which they probably could build anyway because it's, it's really a county facility. Um, so we understand that uh, they have adequate runway for a lot of the larger jets, not the, not the huge ones that you see come in, but they ha regularly have uh, jet shows, if you will, where they're selling and, and uh, showing jets on their property. And so very often their airport uh, tarmac will be covered with all sorts of sizes and, of jets. But in the future, I'm told that the efficiency of jets is such that they don't need as much runway, that they'll be able to take off and, and reach the elevations that they need to clear uh, at a shorter distance. So I, I think that they're planning for that future, and certainly a lot of the folks who can afford private aviation are buying those the new equipment and those jets that are able to take off on a shorter runway. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mayor, thank you for taking time to come and speak to us today. So we would like to present you with our Share What You Can Award, where we will present a hot meal to a homeless vet in your name. So thank you. Oh, so this coming Monday morning, you're one of your... Uh, other Rotary Clubs is having an event this coming Monday over at Cornerstone Park in Henderson, and it's really honoring our veterans and our, our first responders, and they're actually putting a 1,000 flags in the ground at Cornerstone Park, and they're going to, at 8 o'clock in the morning, on, on Monday morning, they're going to be having an event, and I'd like to encourage all of you to come on down. I, I'm actually the opening act for Wayne Newton, so <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, don't forget to take your picture with a Stanley Cup of Rotary trophies. Like I always say, Rotary is like tennis. The one who serves best usually wins. Now go forth and make a difference. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.